We're late this week, but better late than never. We're back with another episode of Dynasty Theory. What's up, Mitch? What's going on, dude? I love these morning episodes. I actually prefer much more than the Tuesday night episodes, so I'm happy we do this. Yeah, I enjoy them as well. Really, really gets our day going here. It does. It does. Oh, man. So you have the snow squalls on. Squalls? It was a squall. Yes, it was the first squall I've ever driven through. I was telling you before we hopped on that. It was weird, but it wasn't that bad. But maybe it was just because we just had a short one. Then we were going to record on Thursday, and I had stuff come up. It's just busy, busy, busy. Anyway, hopefully you guys are enjoying this fantastic January. We got the, uh, not fantasy playoffs, the NFL playoffs starting today. Mitch is a confirmed old complaining about late night start times. I mean, that's true. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, seven o'clock is pretty late for me. It's really close to my bedtime during the week. So, yeah, we know that. We yeah. know that. Now, try being Kev, try being uh, a co manager with him in startups. And, like, I just, I, hey, you up, you up, you up. Uh, I'm like the late night booty call here. That's kind of funny because I texted you last night on who you wanted and then you were asleep. I was asleep, yeah. but I'm also yeah. two hours ahead here. Anyway. Yeah. Excuse so, so this time of year, I mean, I've been diving into a, a lot of the rookies and and getting all my spreadsheets in order. And I know Dan, he's going to be jumping into film and we got the fantasy effect team, which uh, they air every Wednesday night on our YouTube channel. They're diving into that as well. And, you know, it's easy to forget about the veterans and even the young guys in the league today. So what we want to talk about, this was posed in the discord. Oh boy. I think two weeks ago now, and it was kind of centered around what young dynasty assets for one reason or another, do we not want to invest in at their current price? And is there an opportunity because of that to pivot to the more boring veterans again it's january no points are being scored nobody wants veterans we see in the startup yes the startup that we're taking part in right now and it's been veterans galore in the later rounds you know whether it's certainly running back but across all positions so there are pivot opportunities and we talk about that a lot in the pivot point which is part of our Dynasty Theory Patreon, five bucks a month with the additional tiers and all that good stuff. But there are opportunities to pivot off of these guys at what may be seen as an inflated value. So Dan, obviously, as you can see, or hear, if you're listening on the podcast feed, is not able to join us today. But there were a few guys that he had brought to the table that we want to touch on a little bit. And then, Mitch, you have two guys that I think are going to be rather polarizing. So I'm very interested to hear your take on why they would be included on an episode of Young Dynasty Assets to Avoid, dot, 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 at their current cost. But before we get into specific players, the the landscape right now, obviously the Dynasty calendar, the part of the year, it is all about youth and young assets. What opportunities have you maybe seen in previous years or mistakes that you've made in previous years that you could kind of look at early on in this off season and either implement yourself or avoid altogether? I'm kind of putting you on the spot here because this was not in the show notes. It wasn't, but yeah, it's 
that part of the thing is hard as a dynasty manager, right? Because we all go through it. We all go through the cycles on, hey, I really want the veterans between September and November. Then as soon as January hits, I don't even want Mike Evans on my teams anymore, even though he probably led you to a lot of fantasy playoffs this year with how he played. And so for me, um, the last couple of years, it's been getting out of that, be willing to go heavier into veterans. So like Christian McCaffrey could have been handed for any 23 first this past off season, right? You could have got him in any league you wanted at that price point. And there's going to be guys like this throughout this offseason that are going to be the exact same to where, oh, we don't like him because they're a 26-year-old running back. Well, that 26-year-old running back might also win you your league compared to the 20-year-old, the Kendra Miller coming in, right? Oh, he's the 201 in every draft. You need to have him on your team. He wasn't startable for the whole season. And that happens. Tajay Spears was startable at least but he's not helping you win anything so i think just getting out of that rookie young asset i think it's a decent thing to do if you're in this like if you have one team and you just like let's say we're gonna talk about jsn later right you like jsn you want him on your team that's cool but if you're in multiple leagues you're trying to win as much money as possible it's probably best to try to get off of those kind of players and you made a good point. I think we're kind of seeing it early stages of the offseason. We see it every year, and we're seeing it certainly in the startup that we're taking part in. And like I mentioned, we have the young assets. We have the rookie picks going in the earlier rounds and maybe at times a little earlier than they should be. And then you start slamming home the veterans. But then I think it opens up a unique opportunity with mid to late seconds because you have people that they, they start to look at their lineup and yes, it's January and the, a broken record. We talk about it every year, but especially in startups, you start to look at those starting requirements and it's like, mm -hmm. okay, I want to start to fill that out, but that's going to allow other assets to slip. So in that startup, we have the one Oh three and the one ten, and then we scooped back to back the two Oh eight and two Oh nine, but again, it was because of the assets like veterans were really starting to go in that mm -hmm. range. And that's something that's going to be really hard to do in existing leagues where we, we have an overall framework. We have a baseline of how that league is, has been going, especially if it's been multiple years and you see people just kind of hang tight. They'll see how the rookie draft plays out, you know, leading up to it, the combine free agency, the NFL draft, obviously. But then, you know, I, I, I'm looking at these rookies and I have my tiers set up and I have right now I have in 12 team super flex two PPR for tight ends. I have up to 211, a fairly strong idea of, of what I, what I want right now. But then I have nine guys tiered together and this is without really digging in. I, I got to do tight ends now, uh, running through the running backs, the quarterbacks, wide receivers. So nine guys, not including maybe any later round tight end, that I very well could see take that 212 spot. And because of that, we talk about it all the time. We see these opportunities where, and we're going to see it a lot this year, where maybe one person's 112 is my 208 or 209. And that that difference there 
And that type of variance is going to create a lot of opportunities. So if you're digging into the rookies and you have a strong idea of which direction you want to go, somebody might look at that 212, 301 and say, ah, it's only an early third. I, you know, I, I can move off of that. If it's something that helps push a deal through, I, I think that's going to be, uh, you know, an opportunity there. Anyway, so like a, a kind of a tangent there, but the young guys that we want to talk about, mm-hmm. I, let's talk about your wide receiver first, because this might be the one. And again, I don't really know where you're going with it. So we'll see. You're keeping me on my toes here, Mitch. But we might have a little bit of a disagreement and there might be people in the Discord and the Patreon that come out with their pitchforks and they want your head, you know, on a silver platter, if you will. So what do you got? Okay, so let me let me start this off by this is a really hard episode to do, right? It is. This, we're we're in Dynasty. We love young players. It's what we like, it's what we value the most. So I had to pick guys that I wanted people to just to take a step back and be like, okay. Maybe there's a point here. Like, so I'm going to talk about Jaden Reed here. And the reason why is because in the Discord two weeks ago, there was two different trade pulls that were brought up. Two? I, I felt like there were a million. Yeah. But, well, the ones that I'm bringing up are 25 first or Jaden Reed. And the second I'm seeing a first for a wide receiver like Jaden Reed, I am out. I'm like, give me that first every day of the week. And so that's why I'm bringing him up. It's not like I don't like him. I think he's actually a good wide receiver. He's good on the Packers. Um, he's probably their best wide receiver when Christian Watson is injured, which he always is. Correction. You don't need to include when Christian Watson is injured. Yeah. He is the best wide receiver on the Packers. Uh, when, when Watson is in, it's still Watson for me. But, but that price point, I'm just out on. And we see this a lot to where we see these rookie wide receivers or second year wide receivers come in. They have a pretty decent year. Jaden Reed had like one game over a hundred yards receiving. That was week one. I mean, he had a good year, right? But he didn't have a year that was worth a 25 first. And he's not going to have that next year either. Would you, that 25 first could have got you. I brought him up before. could have got you Mike Evans and another piece, right? If you did that earlier. So for me, it's, these guys are great, but you could find a Jaden Reed on almost every team in the NFL. You can. I mean, you're going to go off about his stats. I'm going to go off on I'm not going to even mention his stats because you wrote them down, so I'm not going to go off of it. (laughs) But you could find wide receivers that are going to have 800 yards receiving on every single team in the league. So paying a 25 first for a player like that, I'm just out. All right. Go ahead. And in that specific league where you mentioned the 25 first, I believe it was a start nine. So it may have swung things a little bit one way or the other. Do you know how that poll went? It was dead even. That's why I brought it up. It was five, four to four or five to five to five for the pick or for Reed. So for me, I'm like, no, you take the pick every time in that scenario. All right. So Jaden Reed right now in fantasy calc, these are based on actual trades that have gone through. And we talked about this in the discord. It takes time for a, a data set and a website like fantasy calc to really catch up with the off season values because we're just getting out of the fantasy playoffs. Right. So it's going to take some time to see how values really adjust. Like uh, there were, there were a few that really stood out to me not to get completely sidetracked, but Sam Howe on there is quarterback 24. Mm-hmm. I, that has changed Probably greatly. Yeah. Uh, 
Alvin Kamara running back 18, Derrick Henry running back 26. Uh, you know, Devonte Adams, wide receiver 21. I think uh, Stefan Diggs 22. Things are going to change again once we get more information and more inputs there based on actual trades. But on Fantasy Calc, again, this is the tangent episode going all over the place. Jaden Reed, wide receiver 29. Is that fair in your mind? It's fine. Yeah, I think that's fair for him. All right. And but there's a big clump. Like right now, there, I have yeah. Jaden Reed in the 19 to 25 tier. Mm-hmm. And then right behind them in that 26 to 33 tier are, are like there's 15 guys, probably 20 guys. Not that huge of a difference. But let me talk about Jaden Reed for a second. 64 receptions, 793 yards, eight touchdowns. Really nothing to write home about from a season long stat perspective, right? Jordan Love this year. Not too crazy in terms of a touchdown rate, five and a half percent probably comes down a little bit moving forward. But we always talk about like Aaron Rodgers. There were several seasons where he was really high on the uh, touchdown rate. And you talk about regression and it's going to come down a little bit. Jaden Reed was at twelve and a half percent for a touchdown rate. Wide receivers, typically they fall in that seven to nine range slot receivers that are really garnering a lot of targets, not red zone threats, not deep ball threats. Maybe they're sitting around five or 6%. So do I expect that 12 and a half percent to come down? Yes. You know, it's like the Jahan Dotson conversation last year. You know, I, I think, uh, right, right. Okay. <laughs> I, I, so and then Jaden Reed somehow, you know, he only saw 18 carries in four seasons between Western Michigan and Michigan State when he was in college, but 11 carries for 119 yards and two touchdowns. I That's somehow he's he's becoming like the Debo Samuel 2.0 apparently. <laughs> but let me throw something at you. Okay. And you know I love yards per route run. You and do. of course there is an opportunity and there's a disconnect when you look at yards per route run. Whenever an offense runs primarily two wide receiver sets, whenever there's injuries, whenever, you know, if they're doing a lot of 11 personnel, so we're going to get to Jackson Smith and Jigba a little bit later, but, you know, yards per route run, it's a great metric. I I love it. I love target rate, uh, targets per route run, but you do need to take into account a little bit additional context whenever it comes to the personnel packages they're employing. But Jaden Reed, 2.05 yards per route run, third of all rookies with at least 90 targets this year. Puka and Rasheed Rice were ahead of him. Better than Zay Flowers. I almost said Zay, Zay Jones. Whoa, Zay Jones. Better than Zay Flowers, Josh Downs, Jordan Addison, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. In their respective rookie seasons, better than Garrett Wilson, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, Amon Ross St. Brown, T. Higgins, CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Ayuk, DK Metcalf, Calvin Ridley, Michael Thomas, and the same as Terry McLaurin and Cooper Cup. 23.3% target rate on targets per route run. When you look at the the opportunities he's had and the number of passes, uh, the targets he's had, typically you look at wide receivers with at least rookie wide receivers with at least 70 targets in a uh, rookie year. If they clear two yards per route run, all right, it's pretty indicative of long-term success in the NFL. So for me, I do believe that we still see Jaden Reed put up these numbers uh, and, and and more given more opportunity. Uh, and it's always, I'm not done. I'm not, 
Uh, are you ready to jump in? <laughs> it, it is always tough to project efficiency to remain where it is whenever volume ticks up, right? And that's a big mistake that people make quite often. So I, I would preface that, well, I guess finish this up with, I wouldn't should have prefaced it at the beginning. Usually that's what people do. Uh, but let's end this before Mitch jumps down my throat on stuff. Uh, I, I would, I would be hesitant to project the touchdown rate and the yards per route run to, to meet both thresholds moving forward. But if volume does pick up, it is more than going to offset uh, any slight dip in efficiency. Yeah, no, I I agree with what you're saying here. I'm, but even with that over two yards per out run, with that 23% target rate, Jordan Love having a pretty good season at his first year, he still had 800 yards, right? I mean, it's he did well. I'm just saying that if I'm giving up my 25 first, I don't want it to be for a wide receiver that I feel like I could go and trade for any time that I want, right? Like, to me... It kind of goes back to now nah, that's a bad comparison, so I'm not going to even go there. No, but no, no. We're, we're... I was going to say Deontay Johnson, but that's not really fair because Deontay was putting up better numbers than this. You know, his touchdowns were down, but you could, he was more, he was a little bit better. So I don't want to compare it to that. Right. But it's just that price point for me. That 25 first, if I'm moving off my future first, I'm not doing it for a guy like Jaden Reed. Uh, to me, he's not the number one in that offense if Christian Watson is playing. And that's just the basis on how I feel about it. Is he better than the Romeo, Romeo Dobbs? Without a doubt. Um, but for me, I just can't pay that price for a Jaden Reed. But the, so is it the value necessarily yes, or just the having value. the flexibility? Flexibility with an asset like a 25 first exactly yeah so it was based off that vote in the discord do i want my 25 first or do i want Jaden reed i don't think there's a team that i have that i'm gonna pick Jaden reed because i don't think Jaden reed's gonna take me over the top in 80 of them right bill in the chat our, our our friend bill super duper flex uh the reed's usage in the slot versus outside 75% from the slot. And this is kind of weird because nobody's slot shaming here. But Mitch, you are a huge slot advocate. So I'm surprised that you're not all about Jaden okay. Reed. Okay. Here's the reason why I'm a big fan of the slots, right? Because the slots are usually undervalued. Usually you can find a guy that's going to get you 60 catches for 650 yards. And you can pay a third for him in August. This is like the Cole Beasley... Jamison Crowder types, right? You just called, you just said Jaden Reed and Cole Beasley and Jamison Crowder in the in the same sentence. Yeah, here. They're the same guy. I don't see I don't see the difference. Oh man. All right. Like well 10 years younger, right? Well, we're talking about pivoting off of these younger. guys for veterans. Here are some wide receivers. again, mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. the caveat is it's still including values from the fantasy playoffs. But Jaden Reed or Mike Evans? Mike Evans. Strong disagree. Oh, Mike Evans. When Mike uh, Evans is on the Kansas City Chiefs next year, <laughs> you just wait. Jaden Reed or Christian Watson? I think you would go Christian Watson. 
No, honestly, like I think Christian Watson is the better wide receiver, but he's injured so much right now that I can't buy into him. So I'd rather have Reed. George Pickens. Reed. But you know, Wait, my, it, you know my feelings on Pickens. Wait, George Pickens <laughs> is younger than Jaden Reed, but I bring him up as the, the veteran pivot <laughs> yeah. because he's been in the <laughs> league. Yeah. And we talk, uh, talk about him so much. Keenan Allen. Uh, oh God, you're giving me these horrible ones. Yeah, I guess Jaden Reed, Jalen Reed, Jaden Reed. Yeah, I'll keep doing that all off season. Don't I know you it. will. And we're gonna get Jalen Daniels, Jaden Daniels, exactly. JT Jeff Daniels, Daniels. <laughs> JT Daniels, Calvin Ridley. Oh, not Ridley. I won't have Ridley on any of my teams. Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Terry McLaurin. Reed. Christian Kirk. Kirk. All right. Now, I, I think the pivot opportunities, what would you want added? You mentioned him earlier, Deontay Johnson. What would you mm -hmm. want added to a Deontay Johnson? Let's assume the typical 12-team Superflex, two PPR for tight ends, if you're moving your Jaden Reed. What do I want added to Johnson? I'll take Johnson straight up. Yes. I, I, I would advise to to get a little plus because based on the market, you're, you're going to be able to get a plus. Uh, but I mean, if the plus is, if I got to scroll all the way down to get like, hey, am I getting uh, Parker Washington on top of it? Cool. But Jaden Reed plus 2024 208 or Stefan Diggs. Diggs. Okay. No hesitation. All right. Same question with Devontae Adams. Devontae. Same question with Cooper Cup. Uh, can I wait till after tomorrow's game to see if Cooper Cup actually looks decent? I'm uh, afraid that like he might just be broken. <laughs> love you made a good point there. And this is a question that came up in the chat. Complete tangent, but that reminded me. If there is a guy in the NFL playoffs right now that you have interest in trading for, mm -hmm. if the price is right, do you make the move today or would you like to make sure there's no crazy injuries in the playoffs? For me, if the price is right, it doesn't matter. But I've seen people say, hey, I want to hold off because I don't want there to be any injuries here that would then impact the value and I could then get a discount or I would just avoid altogether. No, I'll trade for him today. Like Cooper cup is the only one that comes to mind for me that I'm pumping the brakes on a little bit, just because I'm afraid that the old Cooper cup might not be there anymore. But I mean, there's a chance if they beat the lions, they move on and he ends up having, you know, 150 yards each game, then, then I'm okay going to pay that higher cost for him mainly because He's a veteran, so people are going to want to move him because he's old and he's going to break down. So at that price point, I'm willing to go get a little bit more. I just want to make sure that's still in the cards for him to be that player. Okay. And uh, last note on Jaden Reed before we move on here. 30-minute episode, huh? Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> before we move on, I have Jaden Reed in the sheets as a buy. I, I have that guy in green. I know. Okay? Do. And it's funny because... I have him in green compared to other receivers, so looking at it positionally. But overall, I think he's right where he should be. So he's coming in 70th overall. Uh, 
and that's that's not inclusive of incoming rookies. So you drop a few of them in right around the 80 mark, and I, I think that's fair, which would tell me I, I, I'm just higher on him within the position of wide receiver as opposed to cross-positional pivots. So, all right, uh, I'll, I'll take the lead on this one. This is somebody that Dan wanted to mention. It's Jackson Smith and Jigba. And at first I was like, I, I don't, does he still have that much interest in the larger dynasty community? But he does. There is still, go, go on Twitter, on X, whatever you want to call it. There is still, go on Reddit. There is a lot of excitement still. And you can tell yourself the story. Because DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, you look at other receivers coming in, they didn't really have that type of target competition. So again, you could tell yourself that story. Pete Carroll, he's out. What do they do? Do they bring in uh, a more pass-heavy philosophy moving forward? And if they do, it's going to benefit a player like Jackson Smith and Jigba coming in at wide receiver 18 on fantasy calc. 63 receptions, 628 yards, four touchdowns. Got to talk about yards per route run. But again, asterisk the you know playing with dk metcalf tyler lockett more 11 personnel i, I gotta look at the splits between 11 personnel and two wide receiver sets but uh 1.32 yards per route run so i went back since 2011 players during their rookie year with at least 90 targets and less than 1.5 yards per route run okay so this is what 13 years of data Darnell Mooney, Sterling Shepard, Alan Hearns, Greg Little, Justin Blackman, and then DeAndre Hopkins. So, from a production standpoint, he could be anywhere between Greg Little and DeAndre Hopkins. I, the sample tells me it's going to play out. Now, again, you look at these guys like Darnell Mooney, fifth round, Alan Hearns, I believe, second, Hopkins first. So, Asterisk again. And then you look at a player like Tyler Lockett on the decline. Yards per route run over the last three seasons. 2.35, 1.94, 1.61. He's entering his age 32 season. You have a new coaching staff coming in. What does that look like? Uh, Lockett's under contract through 2025. 20 million in dead cap, 7 million in savings this year. But if there's a post one June, post one, Post June one designation, ten million in dead cap, seventeen million dollars in savings for the Seahawks. Now, one thing that you want to look at, like you mentioned, Jaden Reed with with his production and his overall stat line, we want to see these rookies improve as the season goes on, and that's what Jaden Reed did. The last month of the season, he averaged nineteen point eight PPR points per game up from a season average. Jackson Smith and Jigba, his yards per route run actually declined as the season progressed, and he averaged 9.9 .9 PPR points per game uh, towards the end of the season. Now, you could, again, point to several different factors, but there, in my opinion, are more red flags comparing Jackson Smith and Jigba versus Jaden Reed. I have them tiered together, but Jackson Smith and Jigba at that at his current value, he is a sell wide receiver 18. Jaden Reed at wide receiver 29 
is a buy for me. Hold Are on, you interested? <laughs> there we go. It's every happen. episode that dry yeah. air in Utah. So Jackson Smith and Jigba, or where do you where do you line up on him here? All right. So real quick, real quick, you brought up, hey, there's a new coaching staff coming in. Maybe they don't run the same kind of offense that Pete Carroll does. The one issue I see with that is Seattle had the fifth highest pass to run ratio in the NFL this year. So they were already go. passing at a high clip. And it makes sense you when go. you have those wide receivers. That's what you should do. Um, the issue with JSN, he was drafted highly to begin with because of his in the NFL, right? And then in rookie drafts after that because of where he went in the NFL draft, right? We knew what kind of wide receiver he was coming in. If he came out in the 22 draft, he wouldn't have been the wide receiver one. He just wouldn't have. He would have been like the wide receiver five or six. He came out in a weaker class and he got drafted highly because of that. But everyone's like, just wait. It's going to happen. And I was going to be like, no, no. 2024 is when it's really going to happen. Jason's going to be a fine NFL wide receiver. Is he ever going to be elite? Should he ever be wide receiver 18 in dynasty? No, we have him there because we don't have all of the good wide receivers that are coming in the 24 class coming in yet. So if you're buying JSN today and what the average price point on him is probably close to where you have him, right? So probably the 108 ish right around there. Probably. I will take five wide receivers coming out in this year's draft over JSN. And some of those guys are going to be going at the beginning of the second round. Right. So, and this isn't a hate piece on JSN again. It's just how the market values line up. If you are dead set on being like, no, JSN is that guy. You better hope he hits. Cause if he doesn't, this one is a kind of move that could wreck your team for a year because you're moving such a valuable asset in let's say the 108 or the 109 to get someone like JSN that you're hoping has a year like Jaden Reed did this past year. And I just, I can't buy into a guy like that. JSN or Jaden Reed in a 25 second read. All right. JSN or DJ Moore? More by a lot. Yeah, that's interesting for me. And again, JSN coming wide receiver 18, DJ Moore wide receiver 19. JSN or Tank Dell? Tank Dell. JSN or Stefan Diggs? Diggs. Adams. Adams. Nico. Nico. Cooper. By a lot on Nico. Um, Cooper, same thing that we talked about earlier. I was just going to say Cooper, and then I threw a cup in there because I didn't want people to think I was saying Amari Cooper. Well, yeah, because then I would definitely take Amari. Get the plus, though. Uh, I mean, yes, that's the thing is you can get pluses, but in a rapid fire questions that you throw, I like to be a little bit rapid about it and not hedge everything. (laughs) I always, anytime I edit the episodes, you can, you can see like the, the, the dialogue whenever I'm editing and you see the waves and everything. And whenever I ask Dan, it just flat lines for like two (laughs) minutes and then it's like, well, it's always that gasp too. It's like, and then, and then it goes and goes and goes. Yep. Uh, what about Rasheed Rice? Would you take him over JSN? No. My worry with Rice, not to go off a huge tangent, is he got the targets because everybody else sucks. I mean, that's really what... He could be amazing. I'm not saying that he's not for one second. But there was also a point in the season to where the Chiefs understood that every other wide receiver on their offense is terrible. So throw to Rice. And Rice produced. 
So by all means, he might be that good of a wide receiver, and that's what we're going to see. And maybe he's undervalued right now. But there's also a very strong chance that that is all that they had. Yeah, for me, I Rasheed Rice, like if we're going to talk about Jaden Reed, Rasheed Rice, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, mm-hmm. and it's like uh, – uh, 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 <laughs> well, I was going to say Goldilocks. Like, is she oh, the beds, right? Okay. Like, like Rasheed Rice or Jackson Smith and Jigba, this bed isn't right. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in red. All right? I, I want to trade him. Jaden Reed, that I want to buy him, but this bed's too soft. Rasheed Rice, just right. I think he is valued appropriately right now. So he's going to be that bed that's just right. And then the mm-hmm. Bears come in and, and eat her. Do they end up eating her? Matt. No, probably not. <laughs> probably not. I'm guessing not. All right. That's the bedtime story okay. I tell Mike. <laughs> if you stay, he doesn't sleep well. That's weird. So Goldilocks love this bed and then <laughs> anyway. All right. So JD Reed, Jackson Smith, and Jigba going through some pivots there. Yep. Uh we have one more guy, and I don't have a lot of stats here, but I want you to you know, who is your final young yeah. dynasty asset? And I'm very interested to hear this, why you're looking to move off of him. It's Anthony Richardson. And I felt this way two months ago. I was waiting for, you know, us to stop doing the weekly reviews to bring it up. But the problem, like, is he great for fantasy? Yes. When he plays, he played in four games this season, left injured in two of them. Right. So, so real quick, he had two games passing over 200 yards. Awesome. He had zero games over 225. He had one game with over 12 completions. And you're like, no, no, that's okay because he is a running quarterback. He had one game over 50 rushing yards. But yeah, he had the touchdowns and he is going to produce that, right? For me, I think we're valuing him so high on where that talent could be and where it could lead. But him as a rookie coming in, everyone's like, he didn't get a lot of playing time in Florida but they're going to give him the whole training camp to get going. He's going to have the first year to learn to get experience on the field. And then we didn't get that. So really going into next year, he's a rookie again, that didn't have a lot of playing time his first year that didn't have a lot of playing time in college. So for me, where he's valued out right now, I can't come close to that. The one thing is I will draft him in startups because he will be one of those guys that continue to rise because the underdog people, all of the best ball guys are going to be like, Hey, you need to buy him. He's the one, one of the quarterbacks that could break best ball this year. Right. And it's true. He can, but on my dynasty teams, I also think that he can leave any game at any time. And then I can't move him for the rest of the year because people want points or I have a very select amount of players or teams I could trade to because they're out, they're willing to tank for 2025 at that point. And so, yeah, I could trade to two teams that way, but I'm not trading Anthony Richardson to anybody else if he gets injured again. So for me, I'm just completely out on him. And if he proves me wrong, okay, I'll go out and spend more on him next off season. I just don't think that I need to. All right. Coming in at quarterback eight fifteen overall, would you move him straight up for Dak Prescott? Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's say let's say these are plus six, minus four scoring. So for all of okay. these, so you would move them straight up for Dak. What about Brock Purdy? The, the Purdy value somewhere. I'm gonna say Purdy, and people are gonna be like, "What's wrong with you?" But I think that's where Purdy's value is actually gonna end up. 
I mean, they're not far off as is right now. Uh, but I don't know how many people have really looked into it. You know what I mean? We were talking about it in the startup. We were going to take Purdy. He, I think he went like the pick right before us. But it was in the second, the first of the second round, right? Wasn't it? It was think, like the, yeah, the maybe 202 yeah. or something like that. What would you want added if you have Anthony Richardson, if you're moving him at his cost, again, not just dumping mm-hmm. him, mm-hmm. what would you want added to Justin Fields in a, in a swap? I wouldn't do it for Fields. You know, let's say you have Tua in the same tier, right? Mm-hmm. So for Fields right now, I'm just not willing to buy into him for obvious reasons because we don't know what team he's going to play for. But for Tua, if anyone's giving me anything useful with Tua, I will trade Richardson for him immediately. I mean, 206, 208, 210, I would do that in a heartbeat. All right. What about... What about a player like a Josh Downs? No, no, I'm no, not no. doing it for a wide receiver. Yeah. No, 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 I'm saying what 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 would I have to have added? A quarterback. No, 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 no. You said Tua with a usable oh, piece. Okay. I thought you're asking like Anthony Richardson or Josh Downs no. plus what? And I'm like, well, oh, whoa, probably whoa, no. Jordan Love. <laughs> I was wondering the hesitation. Yeah, that would be fine. Yes. All right. And then what about a what about a David Montgomery with Tua? Oh, yeah, I would love that. Yep. All right. All right. No hesitation. And then do we stop looking to tear down then once we get to like Goff? No, I would still looking at your tiers right now, you have like Goff and Watson, right? I'm not a Watson guy, but dynasty value wise, you give me Watson and Montgomery. I will trade you Richardson today for. I mean, I'm not getting Watson. Everyone knows my feelings on it, right? But value-wise, I am doing that. Okay. All right. Interesting. You scared people off in the chat as soon as you brought up Anthony you Richardson. Know, you know, Brian and I, Brian doesn't like my takes very much. That's one thing that I've, <laughs> you know, I've understood over a few years now that, you know, him and I don't really see eye to eye on too many things. And that's okay. Why, that's why we love Dynasty. That's okay. That happens. Uh, appreciate him popping in the chat, though. Uh, yeah, Anthony Richardson is, is an interesting one. I I am more towards the his ceiling is just so extremely high mm-hmm. that I'm not necessarily rushing out. Like his cost right now for me, fifteenth overall, uh, positional value of quarterback eight. That that's fine for me. We talk about Goldilocks in the bed being just right. Yeah, yeah. That feels just right for me. Now, if I can pivot down one tier and get the necessary plus, sure. I, you know, if somebody is a little bit worried about Justin Fields, it, you know, I, I the Tua. Uh, oh man, we got a comment in the patron chat, right? Simon does not like, does not like the Watson and Montgomery. Does not like it. Hmm. He'll be all right. We'll talk him into it over the course of the offseason. I'm not too worried about it. <laughs> Give it six months. Anyway, so yeah, the. Uh, the wide receiver conversation certainly interesting. We wanted to avoid the running backs because, sure, let's pivot off of most running backs if possible and minimize the risk and and look to split them up into some other assets. And then quarterback, especially the higher-end quarterbacks, it's always interesting because, as you saw for the wide receivers, I was able to throw eight to ten veterans at Mitch and say, would you do a one-for-one swap? You can't really do that with higher-end quarterbacks. Like – would if you could do a one for one swap, and there might be people that are willing to do it, 
Would you trade Richardson for Justin Herbert in a plus six minus four? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Would you yeah. add? Would you add? I would add to it. 2024, 202. Yeah. 201. Yeah. 112. Nope. Oh, Dude, that... those first, those first. I mean, I know it's just the exact same player, but we all know how pe- they people value them. That magical line between it the is. 112 and the 201. Yeah. And it's uh, a big line. <laughs> and, I mean, it's but mentally it is for folks. Yeah. Would you add Anthony Richardson and 112 for CJ Stroud? I want Stroud. Yeah. Joe Burrow. Yep. Burrow. Lamar Jackson. Lamar. All the top guys, I do that. Would you do? I would do Richardson and the 106 for any of the top quarterbacks. The you know Allen, Mahomes, Hurts. Okay, that, I I think that's fair. Uh, but then where's that line with like Lamar, Burrow, Herbert, Stroud? Pretty close. 108, 109. Okay. And like I said, I love this draft. So this isn't like, hey, I don't like this draft, so I'm willing to move these picks. I think this draft is going to be awesome. But I would just rather tear up to that higher-end quarterback. That's how I'm building all my teams if I can. Yeah, certainly. I mean, realistically, with the range of outcomes, certainly a safer move to make. Uh, but again, I, I think, the for me, the ceiling – and just the explosiveness when it comes to Anthony Richardson, uh, this very well could be the cheapest we could get him, but could it it might be a little less expensive, especially if we happen to get another season-ending injury. But again, I, I'm not necessarily docking him for that. Uh, in terms of last question mm-hmm. on Anthony Richardson, in terms of 2024 picks. Which picks would you take over Anthony Richardson? Again, let's assume typical uh, quarterback scoring them plus six, minus four for passing touchdowns and interceptions. Mm, so we have, let's see. So we have Caleb 105. Because you have Marvin, Caleb, Drake, Jaden, just like how you have them in your tiers, right? Um, I would take all of them over him without a hesitation. So you would move the 105 to acquire Richardson? Yes. Yes. And then you would move Richardson for the 104 better. Yes, exactly. Yep. All right. I, I'm seeing some mocks, and this has nothing to do with Richardson, but mm-hmm. if Brock Bowers goes to the Chargers, <laughs> oh <laughs> my. Yeah, you could not throw to the tight ends. That'd be awesome. No, they're. I, Justin Herbert, Brock Bowers. Oh, we're going to have to talk about your whole Trey McBride and Sam Laporta thing on a future episode. When I get back from my vacation too, I need to go on vacation just to settle down and then we'll come back and have a talk about it. That's fine. I'm still thinking about Brock, but I mean, I, I'm, you know, not to get too dynasty theory after dark, but I'm going to have to change my pants. If he ends up in Los Angeles, how high are you going to have him? Are you going to have him in the same tier as right now? You have Hawkinson, Laporta, Andrews, and McBride all in the same tier. Let's just say he gets a better than average landing spot in the I, he, first round. He goes with that group. That it's so it's so because and it, it's kind of like the pits factor a little bit. Like it's so tough to have this guy just be there mm-hmm. when we've seen like like Hawk, Laporta, McBride, all twenty six or younger. And then even Andrews, I know there's a concern with his age, but if he goes out here and and uh, 
in the playoffs, let's say he puts up a 10 for 150. He easily could. <laughs> Boom. Tight end one again. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, if the expectation is around top 10 draft capital for Brock Bowers, but if he gets a really premium landing spot, oh man, especially in two PPR or two tight end formats. Oh mama. Oh mama. Woo. I'm getting all hot and bothered. I should have worn this this sweatshirt today. Anyway, we're going to be back on Tuesday, and I say we. It's going to be Dan and myself. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about some of the coaching changes, what impact that may have moving forward. Obviously, in a lot of them, it's going to be kind of like a, a projecting forward what they may do, what they you know, uh, what we think we see with the coaching hires, how it's going to impact some players. Uh, and we'll have some fun conversations while Mitch is poolside with a daiquiri and an umbrella in hand. Be amazing margarita, but it's okay. That's I'm a daiquiri guy. I mean, I'll, I'll take margaritas too, but if I have the choice, I'm going with daiquiri. Anyway, hopefully y'all enjoy this show. I know some people left the chat right away, but <laughs> for Mitch Sorensen, my bad, Dan Lamagna, I'm John Bauer. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the first round of the NFL playoffs. We'll catch you guys on Tuesday. <laughs>